0: Distance, recovery, resilience, the three R's to freedom, is what my next episode of Real Reading Talk is all about. Stay tuned. Hello, everyone, and welcome to... Hello, everyone. I had to say it again because I just saw that it went live on IG. And welcome to another episode of Real Reading Talk. I am your most gracious host, Miss Sasha. And with Real Reading Talk, I discuss the real systemic issues that are at the very core, the very foundation, as to why there are low levels of literacy in the Black community and the ways in which we can combat these issues together. I thank you all for joining me uh, for this episode, for my newbies out there. I appreciate you tremendously for rocking with me, for uh, checking out the podcast, and always, always I hope, number one, that you're gaining much benefit from my episodes. I hope you're enjoying them. And I hope that you share as well. And I want to give a special shout out to my old heads out there, uh, Ebony, Miss Pamela, my sister LaDonna. I thank you all so much for continuously supporting the podcast and uh, giving me great feedback. I appreciate that tremendously. And so I just want to give a quick backdrop as to what made me start Real Reading Talk. I actually started it back in 2017. All right. So this is when I really started getting into uh, learning about podcasts and everything. And this is before uh, Anchor. All right. Uh, So this is one of the ways in which I'm able to upload my podcast in an easy way. Right. And so but before it was Anchor, I had to you know, go the the hard way. It was like, I had to figure out, you know, all the other technical stuff. And so it was a little struggle, but so that's why I wasn't as consistent in in the beginning, but now I'm actually preparing to go into my third season. This is actually the second season and this is episode 42. All right. So I'm definitely, um, you know, proud to say that I'm still, you know, uh, pushing through, still uh, coming up with content that I believe that is going to help empower uh, our uh, community when it comes to literacy, all right? And also, um, the reason why I started uh, Real Reading Talk is because of the fact that I wanted to discuss the issues of the high levels of the literacy in the Black community in an unapologetic way. No sugarcoating, no chaser, all right? Because those of you, you all know what's going on now when it comes to uh, literacy and these different programs and nonprofit organizations and, you know, folks who are out here. Yes, you know, you know, Black kids, they aren't reading. They aren't reading where they should be. They're not proficient. Uh, you know, they're struggling with reading. They don't have books. They don't have the things, the tools that are necessary so that they can be well-read. And then it's going to lead them into jail. And then it's going to lead them into poverty, welfare, high pregnancy rate. Ah, Right? We're hearing all of these things, right? And guess what? Yeah, those things are true. However, however, are we really hearing those messages in the same way? Sentence as where it started, where it came from, and I'm not talking about somebody trying to gloss over the fact. Oh yeah, we know there's racism, you know, it's that that's there, and you know, but you know, so but we we still got to get these books, and you know, we still got to get these reading programs, and we still got to have a reading intervention, and we still we still got to have the the reading tutors, the reading endorsement, and all the ah. But then when you start pulling back the layers, you're like, okay, wait a minute, you all are still talking about you know, all of these different programs. But once again, you're not talking about how it actually occurred and then giving the actual solutions that are needed to dismantle what has happened in our communities in particular as it relates to literacy and reading. And so that's when I said, okay, I'm not hearing that conversation. I'm not, you know, seeing uh, folks really talking about it and delving in in that way. And again, I'm quite sure there are people out here who are who are doing that, but this is not what I was hearing a lot. okay? and so that's when I said, all right, well, guess what? Just like as I was taught, you know, I'm saying years ago, when you want to see some change and you want to see something happen and you have the capability and the capacity to do it and this is something you're passionate about, then by all means, you got to create it yourself. So that's what I did alhamdulillah all praise is due to God right <laughs> so that's when real reading talk was born all right so with all of that being said I hope that again this is the show that you're looking for I hope that you're gaining nuggets I hope that you get some jewels and with my episodes I'm not only just talking again this is an action-based podcast So this is about me giving real practical solutions that you can implement in your lives daily for yourself as well as your children when it comes to that empowerment piece centered around reading, all right? Excuse me, because one of the things that I always bring it back to is even though all those things I mentioned in terms of the negatives that can occur when our children aren't reading, I like to always link it that reading is equated to our freedom, right? Hence the shirt, reading is freedom, Okay, Reading is freedom. Reading is empowerment. Reading is liberation. Why do I say this? Well, because going back to how all of this stuff even started, well, our ancestors, that was one of the main ways in which they kept our ancestors enslaved. They not only, obviously, snatch them from a whole continent, all right? Put them in the hell of those ships before the ships, okay, the slave castles, the forts, the barracoons, they held them in those and then put them in the hell called those those ships, all right? And then you had all of these, you know, our, our ancestors from different tribes who, you know, they all put all together who weren't, you know, they weren't all living together um, on the continent of Africa. You had people from different tribes and now they all had to come together in a way that was traumatic. And so the way that the false notion of white supremacy works, it says, oh no, you have to submit to us. We are your God. We tell you what you eat, how to think, how to dress, what you can or cannot know, all on top of it, we're going to rape, we're going to torture, we're going to take your babies from your arms, we're going to mutilate your bodies, we're even going to go as far as even cooking and eating you. Oh yes, get the book, The Delectable Negro, all right? Oh, this is real reading talk, y'all, up in here today, okay? Get the book, the Delectable Negro, that goes into that. So, but all of these things, right, are happening to our ancestors. And again, the aspect of no, you can't read, no, you can't learn. And of course, you know, our ancestors, not only you can't read, they they were like, okay, you're going to have to figure out what it is that we're trying to say to you. And then at the same time, we're still beating you. We're still torturing you. We're still raping you. We're still taking the babies from you. We're still selling, you. we're doing all of these sick demonic things to you. Because as we know, even when it comes to something as precious as trying to learn, trying to do things that's going to help you thrive as a human being, You can't do that very well if you are in a constant state of trauma. It's not going to go very well for you. And so once again, this is why I said, oh, no, we got these are the things in which we have to talk about and we also have to talk about the solutions because we can pontificate and, and discuss and have meetings and have programs and have events, all these different things that we have in the Black community that we've been seeing years upon years upon years, and we still can't quite move the needle when it comes to us thriving holistically as a Black community. And so that's why I said, okay, yeah, I said, you know, these are the things in which I want to talk about. And so in this particular episode, what came to my mind was recovery. And I came up with the concept of this episode, which I'm titling the three R's to freedom. Now, there are many aspects to freedom, right? You know, you they're not, they're not just relegated to a few things, but this is just something that came to my mind. And the three things that came to my mind, the three R's rather that came to my mind when it comes to freedom are resistance, recovery, and resilience, resistance, recovery, and resilience. And so what made me decide to talk about what I call the three R's to freedom, excuse me, was when I began to think about my own children, all right, and how as a mom, I have to make sure I am intentional about teaching them how to recover from any mistakes, any setbacks, or any challenges that they are going to have, not that they may have, no, 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 that they are going to have in the event I'm not around. Okay? And this is what investing and empowerment in our children looks like. This is what creating a legacy, for our children looks like. They have to know how to deal with any threats or challenges and not just cower down and give up and bury their heads in the sand. They have to understand what recovery looks like. And so this is what I said, I'm going to talk about this today on Real Reading Talk. Our children have to understand that, hey, look, whenever whenever there is a setback, whenever there is some type of issue, it's not about, oh, my goodness, you know what I'm saying? I got to go run to my mother or I have to go run to my father or my grandfather or my grandmother or somebody like that. They have to know how to be able to bounce back and keep it pushing because they are gonna have issues, especially in this system, in this false notion of white supremacy. And let's be clear, people. Let's be clear out here, my brothers and sisters. Please stop being afraid to call it what it is. We are in a system that is anti-black. We are in a system that was created to dehumanize us. And just like Dr. Neely Fuller said, just like Dr. Francis Cress Welsing, the uh, protege of Dr. Neely Fuller. They said that if you do not understand the system of white supremacy and what it is and how it works, everything else you think you understand will only confuse you. So make sure that you teach that foundation in your children. This is why when they go to schools and they Open up the textbooks and they look in the textbooks and they see when it comes to history, when it comes to math, science, I don't care what subject you in, everybody white, music, everybody white. Even it, even in the music, it, it's like it's funny because even when music class is so funny, right? When it comes to like, say, you know, when they're teaching about, you know, oh, you know, this composer and you know, and and all of these different, you know, the elegance of music and all that, they they always still try to frame it in this white uh, construct, right? You know, but when when it comes to that, you know, oh yeah, you just bopping your head and you know, you're not really putting that much thought or whatever, you know, that's when they wanna. You know, bring in the black folks because, see, you know, we, you know, uh, in the system of white supremacy, we don't think, we don't, we don't know how to think and critically think and problem solve and and have that type of, you know, a culture, right? So in that system, they're definitely going to teach us about dehumanization, belittling of black people. So I don't care what area activity that you go into. This is what we are being faced with. And when you know what you're being faced with, then that's when you can act accordingly. And so that's why you have to be unapologetic about talking about the issues. And this, again, is what I do here on my podcast, Real Reading Talk. And I thank you uh, for those of you who are joining me. I appreciate you. And so in going back to the topic, so of why I decided to talk about these three R's that I call to freedom, which is resistance, recovery, and resilience. First, you have to teach the resistance piece. How can you do that? Starting off when it comes to the books that you should have in your home. First and foremost, you make sure you be intentional about getting books that are written by Black authors that are intentional about teaching our history in a way that is showing us resisting against oppression and being empowered and always in the mindset of doing for self. Those are the kinds of books that you must inundate your children with. These are the books that you should have in your house, period, all right? So for example, just like this book here, All right, knows the live, so you know you can't see the words in the correct way. I'm also showing it on my YouTube channel as well. The Miseducation of the Negro, written by Doctor uh, Carter G. Woodson. All right, this is a must-have. You should have this book in your home libraries. Period. Books like Asada. All right, books and now, of course, these are books. Yeah, these are books that adults are reading. But guess what? You read these books and you implement what's inside of those books to your children. Heck, I would even say, I know I've met a sister and she had uh, the book, uh, The Spook That Sat by the Door, or has the book rather, and she said she would read paragraphs of that book to her children, to her little ones. And that's the thing. Don't, Don't, don't always, don't think that just because they're children, that they're not going to be able to understand stuff and whatever they can't understand, it's going to get in their subconscious. It's going to eventually, it's going to resonate, trust and believe whatever you have your children around the most, it's going to eventually get in their subconscious and it's going to come out. And so this is why, again, you have to be intentional about getting books of empowerment, of resistance, our children don't always need to see, you know, when it when it is being talk, slavery is being talked about. We have to also teach the resistance aspect. We have to teach that our ancestors fought back. We have to teach the stories of Nat Turner, because those stories were intentionally left out. Even John Brown, John Brown, the white man, okay who actually was trying to get our enslaved ancestors to galvanize and fight back those enslavers. He was a writer for real. Them, them the kind of white people I like. I like to be around them kind of white folks. The kind that say, yes, you need to fight back. Yes, you need reparations. Miss me with that, you know, I'm your ally and you know what I'm saying? And well, let's, let's just keep, you know, we're gonna keep voting and marching and we'll get it soon. It's 2022, going on 2023. Stop. No, But again, the resistance aspect, it starts in the home. It starts with things like I just said, with making sure we have those kinds of books in our children's hands, books that showing our children doing things that are positive, things that showing them owning businesses, getting books about entrepreneurship, about building, There's a book that's written by Carol Boston Weatherford. The, uh, I think it's called The Unspeakable. And she's talking about the Tulsa, Oklahoma, the massacre that happened to our enslaved ancestors. Those are the kinds of books that our children need so they can understand, yes, these are our people were actually building and even books prior to slavery because we can't just start our history with slavery. I, the reason why I said with resistance, obviously, because we know that we're still dealing with the, uh, the the remnants of slavery. We're still dealing with that to this day. But we also have to go prior slavery, right? We have to teach our children about the Songhai Empire. All right, Mansa Musa. I just received a book uh, from one of our donors uh, called Mansa's reminders. How many times you heard the word or the name Mansa, right? So that right there opens the door. That's an entry point into our children. No one, Mansa. What, who, who's Mansa? Where'd that name come from? Oh, Mansa. Oh, Mansa. He was, uh, he was the king of the Mali empire. Mansa Musa. Oh, who was he? Oh, Mansa Musa. He was the man, the African man, who is considered to this day the richest person ever, even more richer than Elon Musk. Yes, indeed, still to this day, still to this day. And not only was he just rich, he was that man who gave away riches. He shared his wealth with the people. He gave away so much gold that the, uh, the price of gold had dropped because of the fact that everybody had it. He was giving gold to everybody. And he was an African. He was actually an African Muslim man at that. All right? So these are the things in which we have to teach our children. Because again, that's a form of resistance. How? Because we're resisting against this uh, false notion of white supremacy that has told us that everything white is right and anything black, get back. That's what we have been dealing with. This is what we have been told. So this is why we have to start there first. Then next is the recovery piece. Making sure that we are teaching our children what it looks like to recover when they make mistakes and have setbacks and have challenges. They can't just cower down and go bury their heads in the sand or they're trying to figure out, oh my God, you know, woe is me and all of those types of things. No, they have to know how to recover. They have to know how to get back up and get going. Even if getting back up means they need to rest a little bit, they have to regroup, they have to, you know, go get some type of counseling or something of that nature. They have to do things to help them recover, that's fine. But at least they are taking that ownership and they're being empowered They're like, I have to recover. I have to get myself back together so that I can keep on keeping on so I can be able to pass the baton. And that's where my mindset is at. I said, I have to make sure that I'm cool, that I'm I'm always healing from my toxicity that I was raised with things that I dealt with. I have to make sure that I'm constantly healing and constantly showing them what recovery looks like so that I can be able to pass the baton to them. Because if you're a parent, And you're not thinking about passing the baton. And if you're thinking, if you're not thinking about creating a legacy and making sure that your children, your children, your children's children, all of you, you're not thinking about that, then I just got to call you out. You suck right now. You suck, period. That don't mean you can't get better. No, I didn't say that. You can get better. But just like in a recovery and those recovery uh, addiction, uh Groups they teach you what's what's the first step they teach you? You got to do what first? Admit you got the problem. First you got to admit it. You got to say, "Damn, I suck." Okay, you know I I ain't right right now. I'm 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 tripping. You know I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do when it comes to my babies. I'm being selfish. You know what I'm saying? I'm just I'm woe is me. You know you got all kind of excuses as to well see you know. My mama, you know what I'm saying? She, you know, she, she beat me, you know, my daddy beat me and all, and those things may very well be true. And I'm not belittling any of that. However, when is it going to come to the point though? You're going to say, I got to pull myself up. I got to get myself right. I can't just keep staying stuck. We have to teach our children that. It ain't about staying stuck. Dig yourself out of that hole. And our children need to hear those stories though. They need to hear the redemption, the coming back, the pushing through, the recovery, all of that. Yes, all right. And then the last one is resilience. Resilience. What is resilience? The capacity to recover quickly from difficulties, toughness, Right? That resilience, that resilience. That's what our children need to see, they need to hear, and it needs to be inculcated daily in their lives, unapologetically, period. And we have to make sure that we're guiding their resilience and their toughness in a good, healthy way. Because see, one of the things that we deal with in the black community, this is real reading talk, okay? For those of you joining me, just joining me, I thank you so much. What we deal with in the Black community, though, is folks start thinking that being tough is, okay, when somebody, you know, they they do something to me, the moment they do something to me is, ah, I got to bust you upside the head. You know, I'm ready to fight. I'm ready to pull out my thing. You know what I'm saying? I'm ready. I'm going to get that in. And usually, unfortunately, we tend to do that within our own communities, right? Because again. Going back to the core, the system, the false notion of white supremacy has told us to hate ourselves, to mistrust each other, and to never, ever give each other the benefit of the doubt, to always be in that mindset of, I can't stand you. You look like me. We come from the same circumstances, but still, it don't matter. I can't stand you. So I am, and really what that translates to is, I can't stand myself. Trust and believe, that's what that means. I can't stand you because I can't stand me. So that's what we're dealing with. So folks will start thinking, well, toughness means, you know what I'm saying? You know, you got to be ready to fight. You know what I'm saying? Or ready or you got to be ready to say something slick out your mouth. Yeah, you you see what I said to her? Yeah, I got her. (laughs) All that little goofy stuff. And is is it freeing you? Is it freeing us as a community though? All that you, you got slick. Okay, you bust him upside the head. Okay, cool, got you, got you, okay. You you pulled out your thing, you even shot him, you killed him, right, got you, okay. How did it free you? How did it free our community? Where, where did, it, did it, did we grow collectively as a community? Because instead of you deciding, you know what, I'm about to talk this out with this person. I'm about to see how we can fix this, because my goal, my objective is for everybody to win. Not just me to come out looking like I'm just, I'm tough. I got a slick mouthpiece. it, it, it no, that can't be the goal. Because if that's the goal, then guess what? That's called failure. That's called what? You missing the whole point, period. That's what that's called. And so when it comes again, when it comes to resilience, to toughness, it's about us making sure that we are able to push through continuously, in spite of, in spite of. So yes. So with all that being said, I'm just going to do a recap again of the three R's to freedom. Okay, that I wanted to uh, talk about in this uh, episode, in which I went into each of those uh, and what you know what each of those mean in in my eye I- mindset set or whatever, when it comes to uh, freedom in the Black community and how it relates to literacy. Number one, resistance. And I gave examples of getting books in particular by Black authors that talk about Black culture, Black history, Black experiences that has revolved around resistance and pushing back against oppression and being empowered as a community. Number two, recovery. Recovery again, that means being able to bounce back okay when you have the setbacks and challenges always think about that when it comes to your children whether you have children whether you have a stepchildren, whether you have children that you're caring for you know nieces or nephews or whatever the case may be always be in the mindset of teaching them how to recover and the last one resilience again that's pushing through that's making sure that you are continuing That's how you develop that toughness. But the toughness has to be done in the correct way. Toughness cannot be equated with, I can beat your behind. All right. You know, any, any chance I get when you make me mad, or I could say something slick out my mouth, cut you into pieces with my words. And all really what I had to do was pull you to the side and talk to you like a human being that you are. Cause that's the thing we got to understand seeing the false notion of white supremacy it takes away your humanity and that's exactly what they intended to do they intended to take away our humanity but when somebody does that that means they look at themselves as not human remember that dr francis francis crest Welsing talked about that in the isis papers see these sick devilish thinking whatever because you ain't no human being you a human when you want to see somebody else thriving as a human being you a devil when you want to see somebody decrepit lost no soul no no life lacking hope not being able to build any of those types of things that God intended us to have the only one we should fear is God one God Allah that's it We shouldn't fear no human being. We shouldn't fear no events, no circumstances, but that's what the false notion of white supremacy did to our people. And that's one of the main reasons why once again, we're dealing with the aspect of things like high levels of illiteracy in the black community and other issues that we have that's related to uh, illiteracy as well. The economics that we deal with being economically depressed. And so on and so on. I can go on and on and on and on until the break of dawn. So again, with all of that being said, I hope that with this episode, not only did you hear about where we got here, how we got here, but the solutions, some solutions that I tried to offer. And now it's my job. It's your jobs to make sure that you are applying what it is that you're getting, whether it's from me, whether it's from whoever that you, whatever book that you read and whoever that you listen to, whatever video you watch, whatever the case may be and trust and believe as I'm talking to you, I'm talking to myself first because you know, we love to talk as black folks. We love to pontificate. We love to meet and greet and all that good stuff and we still find ourselves in the same position. So I thank you all again for listening. My name is Miss and this has been episode 42 of Real Reading Talk, season two, and I'm preparing for season three, in which I will be featuring a lot of Black authors as well as Black entrepreneurs on my episode. Please go to... Um, My YouTube channel, Reading is Freedom. Make sure you subscribe. I am going to upload this. That's why you saw I'm looking at both cameras. I'm going to upload this to my YouTube channel. Also, make sure that you go to Apple Podcasts. All right, I'm on Apple Podcasts. And this is Real Reading Talk on Apple Podcasts as well as Stitcher. I still don't know what Stitcher is, y'all. It's so funny. I'm like Stitcher, but that's what it says. Uh, Stitcher, Google Podcasts as well, and Anchor as well. All right. Now, thank you all for listening. And please remember to keep reading for at least 30 minutes a day. And remember, reading is freedom. Thank you all for listening. Peace. Everyone, I hope that you all once again had your notebooks and pens with you. Okay. As you all heard, I wasn't playing. This is why you've been rocking with me on Real Reading Talk, I don't play. And I'm continuously in that mindset of not playing because we ain't got time for games, all right? We got some serious work to do in the black community as it relates to literacy, as it relates to period, our freedom, our empowerment as a people. And so with that being said, I am going to now, of course, do some housekeeping in which I tell you all about uh, real reading, excuse me, uh, ABC Learn Tutoring. <laughs> I am a pre-K through fourth grade reading tutor, and the name of my business is ABC Learn Tutoring. And if you are in need of a reading tutor for your baby who is struggling with uh those sounds of letters, the letter identification, comprehension, basic writing skills, grammar, all right, confidence in their reading. Yes, I have parents who are like, hey, look, I need my child to become more confident when it comes to their reading. Well, please make sure you reach out to me, okay? Go to my website, abclearntutoring.com and click on that free reading assessment today. Also, I am the founder and executive director of ABC Read. ABC Read is a nonprofit organization, and our mission is to develop and nurture a culture of literacy in Black and underserved communities. And we've been doing this since two thousand fourteen, y'all. So we going on uh, what is that nine years? Okay. And what we have been doing in the community been making a huge impact. We've almost given away five thousand books. Okay, not just any old books either. All right, so books, for example, like this, The Miseducation of the Negro, written by Dr. Carter G. Woodson, all right? These are, that's just one example of the many books that we've been given away that are new or gently used, all right? And so these are books that are used, obviously, that we need to help empower our Black and underserved communities. We also have Awesome, dope reading events. Where we have professional speakers come in. Um, have educators come in. We have folks who uh, a veterinarian has come in. Mentor, retired, registered nurse, uh, lifeguard. All right. So folks have been coming in in the community to talk to our youth about the importance of reading, how it what how it transformed their lives, and help propel them to become the professionals that they had become. All right. And we also make sure that we give away healthy foods as well. So if you are interested in helping us continue with our mission, then please go to our website, abcread.org. And then you can see the different things that we've been doing. And also, if you feel compelled and so kind, you would please give us a donation either via PayPal or through Cash App. And of course, again, I would appreciate it if you all share these episodes. You can listen to Apple Podcasts. Also, leave me some reviews. Give me some great reviews, y'all. All right. Hit them five stars for a sister. Okay. Make sure you share as well. Leave some comments. Give me some feedback as well. All right. And you can also uh, find it on Google Podcasts, Anchor, Stitcher. I don't even know what Stitcher is, but that's what it said. It's one of the platforms. I think Breaker is another one, all right? Just make sure that you continue to listen. And when I upload it to YouTube, please make sure that you leave comments as well, all right? The comments, the likes, that helps with the algorithm and all of that. So folks can be like, oh, wow, oh man, this is some good empowering stuff for our people out here. Yep, sure is. So make sure you share it. And then I want to share with you all the book that I've been reading. I've been reading the book in the blink of an eye. I'm almost finished with that. And this is an autobiography by Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf. And it was written with another brother, Mr. Nick Childs as well. All right. So awesome book. I highly recommend it. I'm almost done with the book. It reads to me like a conversation that Mahmoud is having with everyone, giving them insight, uh, inside look into his life. All right, and uh, I've also, what's the other book that I've been reading? Um, I've been reading also too, uh, the book Be Fearless, uh, written by Michaela Omer. And this is a book about a young entrepreneur. I've been reading this book to my children before they go to bed. So we would read like a couple of pages before they go to bed, it's a chapter book. And this just talks about her journey into becoming an entrepreneur and starting her awesome lemonade business, Be Sweet Lemonade, okay? so with that being said those are just a couple of books uh hopefully that you can add to your book selection and uh so you can start reading as well and i'm going to leave you all with the quote and this quote actually comes from uh mahmoud abdul raouf's uh autobiography in the blink of an eye um and this is something uh that i thought was very empowering and as a reminder of what we need to do as black people so that we can continue our journey to freedom, real freedom. When you make unpredictability a pattern, you become a problem for your opponents, all right? When you make unpredictability a pattern, you become a problem for your opponents. All right, so that's, that's a little nugget right there, okay? All right, y'all, so I hope you all enjoyed this episode once again. This is episode two, all right? Excuse me, that's episode two, season two, episode 42, all right? I'm preparing for season three in which I will be interviewing Black authors as well as Black entrepreneurs for season three, so uh, make sure you all buckle up your seatbelts because Real Reading Talk is getting better and better, y'all. All right, y'all. Thank you all for listening. Again, my name is Miss Sasha. Please make sure you implement 30 minutes of reading a day into your activities. All right. Peace.